0: Well, hello. It's Wednesday, December the 14th, 2022, and time for another Midweek Connection. I'm telling you that the older I get the faster time seems to go. Do you realize that this coming Sunday is the third of four Sundays in December? (laughs) And to me that just doesn't seem possible. But in fact it is possible and it is what is true. Anyway, even though time seems to be passing so fast, we are at TMC experiencing many wonderful blessings from the Lord. We're seeing new members, uh, coming into our fellowship, we're seeing new families and individuals come and check out the church. You know, last Sunday, Pastor Adam brought a great message in our series, What Child Is This?, teaching us about the second messianic identifier, Mighty God. Also, this past Sunday, the Women on Mission had a great Christmas event. And uh, they had, I'm told, close to 150 women in attendance. Many were invited guests, and we're excited about that. And so I want to thank the Women on Mission leadership team for planning and executing this opportunity for our women and their guests to come together and celebrate the birth of Jesus. Great job, ladies. Thank you so much for your hard work. Well, here are the announcements for the week. Number one, blood drive. TMC is going to be hosting a blood drive on Monday, December the 19th from noon to 4 p.m. in the Mission Cafe. Now, we've done this several times before, and there is a compelling reason why. Back in 2015, TMC member Eric Moen had a medical emergency that landed him in the hospital for 18 days where he received 17 units of blood. This generated a passion within Eric and his wife, Jessica, to give back after receiving this life-saving care. Well, this year, Eric was once again hospitalized for 10 days where he needed six units of blood. And so, going back to when we were first federated, the Mission Church has hosted a number of blood drives as our way of giving back and helping the Moans do the same. And so I'm inviting all of TMC and the people of our community to consider giving the gift of life on Monday, December the 19th. Now, appointments are encouraged. They're not required, but you might want to consider making one. The link that will take you to the appointment portal is on the screen. You see it there, donor.lifeservebloodcenter.org slash donor slash schedule slash drive underscore schedule slash 180939. (laughs) Hope I got all that right. And I'm thanking you in advance for your donation of blood. Thank you so much. Number two, new offering envelopes are available for 2023, and they're on the table adjacent to the uh, office door. So please stop by this Sunday or next and grab yours. Number three, just a quick brief reminder of our 2022 Christmas offering for both Ruth Harbor and Agape Pregnancy Center. We're going to be receiving gifts for this project through the end of the month. And so I encourage you to pray about this and I'm thanking you in advance for your prayerful generosity. Number four, men's breakfast is this Saturday, December the 17th at 8 a.m. in the community room. So guys... We had a great number of men out last month. I hope we'll have another great number this month as well. It's always an encouraging time. And finally, number five, I just want to ask you not to forget about our need to create four parking teams with three attendants each. That's a total of 12 people in them. Now, this past Sunday, we got one volunteer. (laughs) So that means we need 11 more. And this is really a need. So I'm asking you to consider it. Connect with Jane Christensen if you have questions or are ready to jump in and make a commitment for whatever period of time. Okay, well, those are the announcements for this week. I asked the question, what comes next? Well, the spiritual focus, of course. Well, let's talk genealogies for just a moment. Now, most people think of genealogies as boring. And uh, I'll give that to you because they certainly can be as we read through all of the people who begat this person and begat that person, so on and so forth. But the genealogical record of Jesus is not only important, it's also interesting. First, let's talk about its importance. Jesus's genealogical record is important because it needed to show that he met the genealogical criteria prophesied about the Messiah in the Old Testament. Let me explain. So Israel had 12 tribes. The Messiah, it was prophesied, would come from the tribe of Judah. So we had to establish this if Jesus is the true Messiah. Also, it was prophesied that the Messiah would come from the line and lineage of King David, which according to Israel's law would make him a legitimate heir to David's throne which was another prophecy that was given and had to be fulfilled. So, when we think of Jesus, given the identity of Jesus' mother, Mary, her genealogy would have to reflect these two critical facts. And given the identity of Jesus' adoptive father or stepfather, uh, Joseph, his genealogical record would need to reflect these same facts as well. So. Joseph, Jesus' adoptive father, his genealogy is given in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. Now, when you turn there, you'll find that the record begins with Abraham down here, and it builds up, Abraham being the father of the Jews, and it goes through history until it ends with Joseph, who is identified as the husband of Mary, Making him then the adoptive or stepfather of Jesus. Now, I'm going to come back in just a few minutes to this uh, genealogy uh, there in Matthew. But first, let's talk a little bit about Mary's genealogy. It's found in Luke chapter 3, verses 23 through 38. And it traces her lineage backwards. It begins with her husband Joseph, whom Luke says um, about. Joseph and Jesus, that Jesus was known as the son of Joseph, not that he was the son of Joseph, and it begins with him and then it goes all the way back to Adam, who was created by God and thus referred to as the son of God because of his creation by God. Now, the reason that Mary's lineage does not mention her but begins with her husband Joseph is because women were not commonly named in official genealogies. I know that our day and time would never tolerate that, but that's the way it was then. But it, it's clear from Luke that the list of names following Joseph is completely different than those of Joseph in Matthew chapter 1. That is, until we get back to King David, and then the similarity begins to, uh, to come back again. Anyway... It's the genealogical list in Matthew, in his gospel, that I want to focus on. Now, one would think that the ancestors of the Messiah would be a listing of the best of the best, the purest of the pure, the greatest of the great. And in Jesus' ancestral line, there are some pretty awesome people, notwithstanding the fact that all of us are fallen. But still, there are some awesome people there. But in Jesus' ancestry, there are people who aren't so great from the way we think of people being great. For example, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5, there's a man called listed there called Boaz. And he was the father of Obed, who is the, father, the grandfather of King David. But do you know who Boaz's mother was? In other words, who his father, Solomon, married. Well, it's none other than Rahab. Now, I said earlier that women were not commonly named in genealogies, but here we find Rahab. So, what makes her so special that she gets a mention? Well, she is the prostitute of Jericho, (laughs) who helped the Israelite spies accomplish their mission against her city, which ultimately led to their total defeat. For her assistance, she was promised that she and her family who lived with her when the city was taken that she and her family would be spared. But catch this. Not only were they spared, which is a a great gift of grace, but she, a Gentile prostitute, ended up marrying Solomon. And together they had Boaz. And together both Rahab and Boaz were, are uh, in the lineage of Jesus. Now, speaking of Boaz, you may remember him from the book of Ruth. Now, he's the man who married the Gentile Moabitess woman named Ruth. And like Rahab, we have to ask, how does a pagan Gentile end up in the lineage of the Messiah, Jesus? Well, we come back to the same answer. Grace. <laughs> And in God's grace, Boaz and Ruth then had a son named Obed. Obed and his wife gave birth to a man called Jesse, and Jesse and his wife gave birth to David, who became the greatest king of Israel. So, so far as we look at the lineage of uh, Jesus from Matthew chapter one, which is the lineage also of Joseph, we find two interesting women being divinely included in the genealogy of the Messiah Jesus. But there's one more name that I want to introduce to you, and that is Bathsheba. Now Bathsheba was the wife of a soldier named Uriah, and while Uriah was out fighting King David's battle, King David saw Bathsheba taking a bath on her roof. Now back in those times, uh, the roofs were pretty much flat, and so they were used not only to shelter from the wind and the rain, but also kind of used as, as, as a deck. And so what we find is Bathsheba on her deck taking a bath in public view, and David saw her, and he was filled with lust, and he called for her to meet him at the palace, now, as far as I can tell by reading the record, she came willingly. And together they committed adultery. And from that adulterous act, she became pregnant. Well, in judgment, God did not permit that child to live. But after David had murdered Uriah, he took Bathsheba to be his wife. And in time, they had another child, and that child's name is Solomon, said to be the wisest and the richest man to have ever lived. He also was king of Israel right after his father, David, and he is a notable ancestor of the Messiah, Jesus, in his own right. So when we look at the record, we have Rahab, the Gentile prostitute. We have Ruth, the pagan Gentile. We have Bathsheba, the adulteress, and we have King David, the murderer, all in the lineage of the Messiah. Now, I don't know about you, but that blows my mind. And it causes me to ask, why? Why did God choose to allow these kinds of people to be in the bloodline of His Messiah? And again, only one word comes to mind, and that is grace. Grace. The Messiah came to make atonement for sin so that God's grace could flow freely to sinners who repent and embrace Jesus as Savior and Lord by faith. And what better way could there be to demonstrate the lengths to which God's grace can go than to have such sinners like these find themselves included and part of the genealogy of the very Messiah who would come to make atonement for sin? Now, as we think about these individuals, I don't believe that Rahab remained a prostitute. By all means, we would think that she repented, and in time, uh, she put her faith in Yahweh. Ruth, the pagan Gentile, she didn't remain a pagan, but she eventually embraced the God of Israel. Bathsheba, she didn't remain an adulterous woman, but was forgiven as she repented of her sin. And David, the great king, and dastardly murderer, we know he repented too. And he goes down in history as, according to Scripture, a man after God's own heart. Now, at the end of the day, their story might as well be our story. For we have all fallen short of the glory of God, and we have all sinned, and we all deserve condemnation. But because of Jesus, His miraculous birth, His sinless life, His substitutionary death on the cross, and His resurrection from the dead. Because of Him, sinners of any kind or stripe can find grace with God and move from condemnation and sin into the righteousness of Christ, becoming then a dearly loved child of God. Which leads me to ask you, friend, have you opened your heart to Jesus? Have you received God's grace by faith in Christ? If not, can we talk about that? Would you give me the opportunity to answer questions and to help you find God's saving grace in Jesus? As you can see, my contact information is there on the screen, and if you'll reach out, I'd be happy to reach back and do everything I can to help you find the grace that is so so wonderfully and freely given through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Christian, who do you know who needs the saving grace of Jesus? Are you praying for them? Are you equipped to share the gospel with them? I encourage you to be calling their name before the Father, asking for an opportunity to share His love with them. Listen, There's no better Christmas present in the world that you could give an individual than the truth of God's grace demonstrated through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I've had a lot to say here and I tried to say it in a short amount of time. I hope it's helpful. Let's stop and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to share some some of these things with the folks who will be watching this Midweek Connection. And Lord, I am grateful that you Show us in Your Word that it wasn't just the best of the best and the purest of the purest and the greatest of the great who were in the genealogical line of Your Son, Jesus, as Messiah. But rather, we find sinners just like us, people who are completely unworthy of Your grace, Your love, and Your forgiveness, and yet You chose to use them to ultimately be the pathway through which Jesus came into the world. Lord, thank you for what that says to us and for the fact that you will save anyone who will turn to you in repentance and faith, looking to Jesus, what he accomplished on the cross and through his resurrection, looking to him. Lord, you will save the soul of anyone who embraces him and trusts in him. I thank you for saving my soul. I thank you for saving so many of those who are watching this Midweek Connection and I pray that those who have yet to come to faith in Christ who are watching that they will, through this, begin to seek you and find you in faith and in grace. And so I pray for them and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this week we're going to continue the series, What Child Is This?, Pastor Brett will be the speaker this Sunday, and he's going to bring a message on the third identifier found in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, specifically, Everlasting Father. So I encourage you to be present. I hope you won't miss out. God bless, and you have a great week.